misfortunes. Maybe I am. I'm the Martell and Company's senior-most partner who presided over this failed turnaround effort. Mea culpa, perhaps. Yet they can't blame me for the economic slump. We've outlined additional recommendations, I said. You'll find them in our report. We also have an implementation team ready to help you carry out our plans for you. We've scheduled a full presentation for early next week. From the Martell and Company Handbook, in all official business communications with clients and prospects written, oral, or emailed, never say I or me. Always refer to us, our, we. You're representing Martell, not yourself, as Adrian has admonished us so frequently. And always, sell more services, contract for more billable hours, regard every client problem as an opportunity for the company. You've already restructured your debt, I went on with my litany of their problems, so it's likely you can't get any further financing at favorable rates. Once you pay down your short-term notes, you may be able to borrow again if necessary, depending on your prospects. But if there's no turnaround by third quarter next year, we'd advise reorganization under Chapter 11. We're prepared to assist you in this necessity. You'll find the details in our report. I hated to inform them of these brutal realities, but I must. And despite Adrian's injunction to deliver all such comments in an icy, dispassionate voice, my sympathetic tone revealed my feeling. I have become too emotionally involved lately with my failing clients, a violation of a principal Martell & Company taboo. Jimmy Charles looked up at me from his chair. Nick, he said in a mild, non-accusatory voice, you told us to change our ad agency, to undertake a new campaign, to reposition ourselves as more youth-oriented, to buy more time and space. You advised us to redesign our stores, bring in new products. We've done everything you recommended, and now you tell us we've failed and that we should go bankrupt? That's your fault, not ours. I didn't respond to the charge against me. Instead, I told Jimmy, If you don't implement my suggestions, it'll be your last failure. You'll never come out of bankruptcy. It'll be all over. Remember Wards? Gone. Pan Am? Gone. Handy Andy? Gone. The list goes on and on. Jimmy's eyeballs were red, unfocused, lonely. His expression morose, the result of too many isolated hours poring over quarterly numbers which whispered to him of his impending doom. I had seen that look many times in the past few months on the faces of senior managers with their heads on the block, awaiting the inevitable acts, fear, anger, profound disappointment, other emotions less easily discerned and labeled. Their companies were terminal, poised on the edge of a do-not-resuscitate coma. Soon these execs will be unemployed. They'll lose their performance bonuses, their stock and options once worth millions were now, or would soon be, next to worthless. The ad agency failed, said Irving Green, head of marketing and advertising. They sold us on the campaign. Finger-pointing time. The ad agency a scapegoat, fall guy, whipping boy. Sometimes it works, even if it's not true. Senior management makes the final marketing and advertising decisions, not the agency, I said. You approve the campaign. You take the credit if it works, take the heat if it bombs. You weren't hired to assign blame, Mr. Blake. You were hired to propose solutions, Green barked at me pugnaciously. I've been insulted and vilified by countless senior execs like Green since the downturn. 
It hurts me to know that so many of my clients resent me, even hate me, for the devastating truths I must utter, for the harsh but necessary remedies I must prescribe for their business afflictions. I ignore the personal pain, wear a mask of zen-like indifference, imperturbability, pretending, contrary to my true nature, that these insults don't affect me. But so many of my clients endure a far greater suffering. I commiserate and identify with all of them. All who were downsized, restructured, demoted, transferred, took pay cuts, were allowed to resign, or were terminated. And I sympathize with all those who, for the time being, have survived, and now worked in a paranoid, demoralized gloom, the noose snug around their necks, waiting for the gallows trap door to open suddenly beneath them. I feel similar sympathy for all the middle managers, all the salaried employees, all the hourly workers who have lost their jobs, their checks, their pension, retirement, and health.